I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up about what we've been doing recently, and we share a recommendation for something we've really enjoyed that we think you will enjoy too. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to right now. And while a lot of people might be thinking about it, they aren't necessarily having the conversation about it. If you enjoy the episode, hit subscribe or follow whatever is on the platform that you use because it really helps the podcast. And it also means that every Wednesday when a new episode is released, it will land right there in your subscription box. How are you doing, my dear? It's very not so bright and early here, um, but I guess it isn't in Vietnam. Um, well, it's not It's not early, but it, it's also not bright. It's actually torrential downpour, but that is the monsoon 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 season for you. <laughs> I always forget it's monsoon season. I keep thinking it's like sunny and beautiful and just peak summer all the time for you. I keep forgetting it is monsoon. To be season. fair, it has it has been like Vietnam's so weird. It's got different rainy seasons in different parts of the country, and it's only just starting. Like where we are now, the monsoon season. We have been so lucky with the weather because we leave tomorrow. We've only had two days that are like this, like torrential, can't go out. So we're leaving at the right time. That's mad. Yeah, very strange. But it doesn't mean that you can visit all year round because there'll always be some sun somewhere. That's true. That is a positive. What have you been up to? Honestly, not a lot. It's very much been getting into peak cozy season. We had like the freakiest weather here. And it's like 25 degrees in October, which just isn't. I mean, there's so many wow. reasons why that's bad. Um, mm. But we're starting to turn a corner now for it to get colder and cosier. I'm just really excited for like peak cosy weather. Um, I want to like stew some apples and make some pies and all of that sort of thing. I think it's the best. Oh, homey. Yeah, it's just the best time of year. Like light the cosy candles and stay in and just basically have cosy evenings with Alex and my cat. I mean that does sound ideal i we were saying how we're we're so excited to be going somewhere with cooler weather and i never thought i would be someone who would say that i am excited to not be drenched with sweat every time i step on the front door not that everyone needed to know that what's the temperature like in malaysia so malaysia will still be hot but we're only there for three days then we go to taiwan um which will be warm ish still but like 20 to 25 okay. so not too bad um but then we go to japan and then we're back in the, and we're going to the north. So it's going to be like around 10 degrees, which I'm really excited for. Oh my God, that's going to be so good. Do you have winter clothes with you? Uh, nope. We will be going shopping uh, once we arrive in Japan. That's even more exciting. What more could you want? Autumn and autumn shopping. Yeah, that, that is true. I'm missing sweaters. I really, I want cozy knits so bad. I miss them. I'd wear them all year round around the house at home, even in summer. So it's funny. When it was really hot here, I just missed being cozy. Like, I just wanted to be able to snuggle up and be cozy. That's all I want. I like the snuggling and cozy. I just don't like cold, like rainy weather in the UK. I think that's my issue. I like the coziness, but that's what I don't like. Yeah. I always thought maybe it was cold, but it's been darker here, but it's still hot. And it is definitely the darkness. Anyway, enough about the weather. Um, what is your recommendation this week? My reckon uh, 
my recommendation will not come as a surprise to anyone because I'm pretty sure I've recommended every other book in the series and it is Richard Osman's latest in the Thursday Murder Club series which is called The Last Devil to Die. I've not read it yet. It came out in September so it's only been out for I think three weeks-ish. I had it on pre-order because I just love them so much and oh I mean I'm just going to say the same thing that I say every time. It's just fantastic. Like, I don't know how very few people have that like skill combination as a writer where it's so entertaining, like laugh out loud, funny, has some great twists, but then is also very like moving and emotional and thought provoking. And he just nailed it again. Um, and of course there is, there's a death near the start. Um, and it's got all of the usual kind of components. They've got drugs in there. There's murder, multiple murders in there um also there's the personal kind of aspect of things as well and it it just amazes me how effortlessly he makes it entertaining but then also tackles really big topics like there's death euthanasia age aging friendships later in life but this book especially should have recommended it for our last episode the nuance of right and wrong and even though sometimes something seems categorically to be wrong, it's actually right in the circumstances. Or like he's also looking at like the the concept of like a a greater good or a bigger picture in decision making. Like what might seem bad or horrible right now might be better in the long run. And it's not really until you get all the way through and he just makes a few statements and you're like, ah, that is such a clever way to have incorporated that theme throughout the whole book. And it's just made a great story, but you're like, wow, that was that was great. That was uh, very impactful. Um, and I did actually finish reading it on the bus when we were on the way back from somewhere the other day, and I just cried on the bus. So, uh, yeah. It's so what weird. A classic. Obviously, he said that this is the last one in the series, especially for now. Um, as part so at of- the end, it doesn't say that. Oh, at the, okay. at, in his acknowledgments, he says... There will be another one, but he is taking a break to start a new writing project. So I think he's writing something different. Okay, Um, that makes me feel better because part of me has been like, I don't really want to read it because I don't want it to be over. I was the same, yeah. But actually, okay, that might be... that's not the case. That'll be my little commuting book. That'll be so nice. Oh, maybe not if I'm going to cry. I don't know. well, actually, I was going to say it might just be me, but no, it, it was quite emotional. It, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't even want to talk too much about the story because I just don't want to give anything away of it. But definitely recommend for a cozy autumn read. Um, what is your recommendation? Okay, so mine is something very different. Um, sorry, I have a little cat looking at me like, "Why are you not giving me attention?" Here we go, buddy. She just knows how to command a room. Um, it's an article from Vogue from a couple of months back, and it's called, I asked four former friends why we stopped speaking. Here's what I learned. And the writer of the article basically contacts a load of friends who, for whatever reason, they no longer speak, whether it's they lost touch, whether their lives went in different directions. Um, maybe one of them ghosted the other, like loads of different reasons. And it basically works on the premise that actually like, very few friendships are actually for life and they're complicated. Um, of all the people she contacted, only four of them actually said, yes, I'll happily speak to you about this for an article. 
And it was just the most fascinating read because I think we all have those friendships that either we have let um, end. And I know I'm definitely a little bit guilty of ghosting former friends um, for good reason, but that is for good or bad, my chosen tactic often. Um, Whether it was like an explosive end to a friendship and there was a clear argument and a clear moment in time where things changed or whether it was just like the, that phase of someone's life ended and so it, it wasn't like a natural um, thing for those people to speak every day, like colleagues and stuff like that. It was absolutely fascinating because essentially she asked the questions we all want to ask people, but for whatever reason we choose not to. And I imagine, I mean, for me anyway, it's the social norm of like, A, asking someone that, but B, I don't really want to hear the answer. Like, let's be yeah. honest. So often we don't want to hear the answer because we know we are in some point, uh, in some part responsible um, because that's how relationships work. Absolutely fascinating read. I would really recommend, I will obviously leave it linked. Really makes you think as well about like how so often um, friendships are, they're a reflection of where you are in your life at the time. And mm. I know you've spoken before about the concept of season, reason, lifetime. Um, but I think this is a really interesting way to look at what happens next in that. Mm. Um, and she's very kind of honest about where she hasn't been the perfect friend, maybe, and like her side of it. And then how when the quote unquote truth is revealed from her former friend, how actually maybe that she had really misread the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would be, I really want to read that. That sounds so fascinating. And also I'd imagine very like confronting to make you yeah think about those things, which are probably very commonly seen in a lot of friendships. Because I know like unless there's, unless there is some sort of explosive end or you've specifically left a job and you've lost touch or I don't know, they said something that you just absolutely you can't go back from I do think friendships that kind of drift apart there is some degree of fault on both sides because if it's oh well they didn't speak to me or they didn't make the effort to see me or whatever it might be did you I think that's always yeah. the question like, did you do as much as you expected from them and I think yeah that idea of where they see the fault from their perspective is so interesting and yeah, it is that awkward thing that you maybe don't want to read it, but also you want to know. One of the themes that also comes up is how, like, it's just a natural thing of, like, we're moving in different circles, we're doing different things, like, we are different people. And so, actually, it's very, it's natural for friendships to end, it's natural for things to change. It doesn't have to be acrimonious. Often there can be that sense of peace with it. Um, mm. it was just absolutely fascinating and when I was reading it I was like oh god Helly would love this as well yeah oh I can't wait to read that, that is, yeah that sounds so interesting also I love that she had the balls to I mean obviously she was doing it for work for an article but yeah. even then I can't imagine it would have been an easy thing to reach out to a whole heap of people not even knowing how many would respond yeah. try, like oh That's god sick. that is gut- gutsy she ends the article saying, um, should I tackle my ex-boyfriends next? <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my God, please do. That would be amazing. 
it would be amazing because I never would do it. I want to read what happens if she did. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually so good. Um, right. Shall we discuss today's episode? Yes. As a we... side note. As a side note, oh. Lulu is like sitting here looking at the door because Alex has just left and she's like, sorry, what? Why? Oh, so it's like separation anxiety. Know, except okay. you're still there. Makes me feel guilty then. Um, right. Let's go on with this week's topic. This week we're discussing the idea of how it's all temporary and how to live more in the moment because it can be so easy think to get caught up in the what ifs and the catastrophizing and the worrying and the planning for every scenario that it becomes very easy to forget how transient things are whether it's a certain situation a certain event a certain relationship even a whole phase of your life things change things move on and think we speak so much about practicing gratitude and appreciating the moment and being present in the moment how do we actually use that to remember and recognize that it is all temporary and make peace with that as well i think it's a really great way to make the most of a moment when it's good but i also find the concept of it's all temporary to be so reassuring when things are hard or just quite uncertain to know that it is temporary to remind yourself that it won't last forever can be such a source of comfort and it's we talk a lot about like toxic positivity and things like that. I think this is a good way of having a more positive spin on a situation without it veering into that toxic positivity mindset at all, because it is just mm-hmm. complete fact. Like it is temporary. It will pass, whether it is a difficult situation at work, whether it's the end of a relationship, whether it is just a really frustrating time or a confusing time, it will all pass. But the same merit mm-hmm. What a lovely way to make the most of the moment you're in and to appreciate the moment you're in. I, I think it it's a, definitely an easy way to simplify the idea that like whether it's good or it's bad, there will be something to come next. Yes. And to not get too wrapped up in the moment. And also, like, I mean, I appreciate that it's easy for us to sit here and say this, but I, I also know how easy it is to lose perspective on how important something actually is like when you're in it at the time like the example I always think of is how I absolutely thought that my GCSEs were like the pivot point of my entire life when I was doing it like I thought if I if I failed like my entire life depended on the outcome of of these exams and I even remember my dad saying at the time like in five years' time, these will not matter. Well, it turned out in one year's time, it didn't even matter because then you have A-levels and then you get to uni and then that doesn't even matter. And then you get a job and your degree doesn't even matter. Like that, I mean, that's a very like specific example in terms of education, but at the time, it can feel so overwhelmingly important and all-consuming in your life. And actually, even something that feels that big is temporary and it will pass. I think as well, it's a great one in terms of friendships and dynamics Like we've all been there, whether it's maybe friends you've met at uni, like, uh, I don't know, a team you work with at work. And it's really easy to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then almost think, oh, my God, how do I make this last? And I think accepting that Mm. you can't fully be responsible for making it last, that things change is really freeing. When I was younger, I definitely felt the responsibility of like, oh god this team's gonna change because so-and-so's leaving or god like how am I gonna maintain a friendship with this person if I don't see them every day whatever it is 
And I would be like, I would definitely take that on as like, oh God, that's like a responsibility on me. But I think as I've got a bit older, I realize that so many things are just transient. Like you don't have to maintain every dynamic relationship moment that you have in your life for the long term. Some of them are literally just temporary there for a season. I think that's a really um, like liberating like thing to realize that you don't, you're totally allowed to have friends who are friends for a season and it's okay if you don't carry that on. It's, okay if you thoroughly enjoy a moment you're in but you can't or you don't for whatever reason create that situation again and I I think especially when it comes to like relationships friendships or like dynamics that that's such a good point because if it is friendship or relationship that you really enjoy you spend the duration of that relationship worrying about the possibility of it ending you don't even get to enjoy the best parts of, of that of that dynamic. Yeah. And surely if it is something that you're like, oh, this is great, I don't want it to end, enjoy it then for what it is and the duration that it is there in your life. Like if you know you're in a job that maybe you love right now, but you might not be in it forever, enjoy those friendships and those connections and those dynamics that you have while you have them. Like, And this is, I mean preaching to the quite like I am the absolute worst for this but if you spend the whole time worrying about something that's going to happen in the future you never enjoy what it is now in the present because you're just looking for the next thing to worry about and it's not an enjoyable way to live and it's quite a sad way to live don't you find as well as you've got a bit older you see how more things are like phases in your life not in like that patronizing way of it's just a phase, but almost like seasons of your life. And so you've seen things end or change and the world hasn't ended and you've been okay. And mm-hmm. so often it's a cliche, but so often it does make way for something else. Um, and I think that's really exciting. It's kind of terrifying to think everything's temporary, but it's also really exciting to think of what could be next and what could come into your life next like what is the next phase and so you kind of welcome in the new while making the most of the present or at least trying to I think I mean there's that really really cringe like quote that I always see on social media it's like you've survived all of your worst days and as cringe as I think that is it does point to this and kind of living in the moment and recognizing like we as humans are way more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. For sure. And things that have gone wrong or gone badly or just felt like the absolute worst time of, of your life have passed and you've come out the other side of them. And again, goes back to that comforting aspect that it is all temporary. And in the same way that you will have those awful times, there will also be some really, really great times And it doesn't mean you have to cling on to either of them because they're so good or wallow in them and like worry about them because they were so bad because things will just keep moving forward either way. I think it would probably be handy to share some practical tips as well for living in the moment because like we said, we're both definitely guilty of getting caught up in the what ifs and the catastrophizing part of it. And I, in a few weeks time, we are having, there's a group of 10 of us of uni, like people we went to uni together 
Um, we're all getting together for a cozy countryside weekend. And I was thinking about it the other day. I thought, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this. And then I kind of said to Alex, like, the reality is this could be the last time we do this in this format. Like, we've done it for people's weddings and there are more weddings in the group. But like to just get together for a weekend to just be mm. together, enjoy one another's company. We're like, realistically, we're reaching points in our lives where it's just more difficult to do that. And that isn't because we care less, but, you know, we all live much further apart from each other than we used to. And we've all got other things we're doing and we're about to enter the next stage of like people having children and all of those sorts of things. And it made me feel so sad for a minute because I don't want this to be the last time. And then I literally sat down because I just planned this episode and I was like, oh my God, like I need to take my own advice because I was like, actually the best thing I can do on that weekend is take notice of all of the little things and to just be really grateful going into it that we've all been able to make the time but also throughout that weekend just be grateful for being together and kind of incorporating what I have as a regular practice of gratitude anyway into the moment a bit more so it's Mm -hmm. not just focusing on like oh god I like almost like wishing the time away and being like, oh God, this is going to be the last time ever, but just going, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. But it's so funny that you use that as an example because I think about classic me not living in the moment, but I think about that constantly because we're abroad and I'm so conscious that everyone is at such different stages in their, in their lives. And I'm like, God, I like, we need to go home because. I need to take advantage of every single opportunity that we can all get together as a group and do things without like maybe children commitments or family commitments or and I think about it all the time I'm like everyone else is living their life like you can only do what you can do yeah but do the things that you need to do that show your priorities like okay yes I'm living my life and it's currently here right now but reaching out to people staying in touch with people really thinking about the people you want to be in your life and making the effort to maintain those contacts and I think there's a way to show what your like priorities are and how you want to live in the moment that's just it's right for you and I don't know necessarily what the practical tip is in there other than knowing what your priorities are and doing what feels right for you right now but also not feeling guilty if those priorities change or other people's priorities change like it's not a reflection on you it's just other people's like everyone's lives moving forward and that's part of it isn't it that because everything's temporary because things constantly change and we're in that state of flux your priorities are going to change as well and I was kind of thinking the other day I always find it funny is the wrong word but like ironic I guess when you say like, oh God, I feel like we need to get home because everyone's like, we're going to miss out opportunities. Because I almost have the inverse of that. And I'm like, oh God, like, why are we just like living our lives, working and being in the same country and not living abroad and having adventures and making the most of being young? And then I have to remind myself that actually we are working towards something bigger right now that requires us to be here. But in the future, that might not be the case. And there are options and like this is very much a phase. And Mm -hmm. actually having a lot of conversations with my gran over the past couple of years has really hammered this home because Mm -hmm. I think when you're younger, you think how it is now is how it will be forever. 
but talking yeah. to her, like she had the phase where she first lived in India and then she lived in the UK again, then she lived in India again. And then she lived in one part of the UK, then they moved. And then there was the point where like all of her children were teenagers and like the point where my grandfather died. So she was like navigating that. And it's so fascinating to talk to her because it's like, that's why her perspective is it will all work out. It will be okay. Like it might be hard now, but you will be okay. And I find it so comforting to have those conversations with her because it's what I can't, I can't do the maths at this time in the morning, but she's in her mid nineties. Like she has decades more experience than I do, but it's so reassuring to see that as the outcome. I think it's almost like it doesn't take away from the difficulty and the pain and all of those sorts of things. But it does reassure you that time will keep ticking regardless. I definitely think there's some kind of like practical tip in there about not getting caught up in the minutiae. Yeah. Because when you do speak to older people, it's always that like the incredible stories of their their lifetime and how things change and the different phases of their lives. And like what I take from that is you absolutely cannot predict what is going to happen in your life whether that's something good or something bad or if you're getting caught up so much in the minutiae and what decision you should take and is this the right thing you're almost going to like paralyze yourself into indecision because you're so afraid of making any choice that's wrong that you avoid making a choice at all what is it like an paralysis analysis analysis yes definitely which way around I think if you're if you find yourself delaying making choices because you're afraid of like longer term outcomes, that's also not a helpful way to live. Like making decisions is just part of that, like moving forward and progressing through life. Also, you do always have choices. Like say you make a decision to move somewhere and then you move there and you hate it. You might not be able to change it straight away, but you can make a plan to move again. Like you buy a house with someone and then you break up you can sell the house like that doesn't mean say it's easy and there won't be a financial implication it won't be stressful and all of those things but things can change like there is always a solution that solution Mm -hmm. might feel uncomfortable sometimes but there there are ways to do things I think we get so caught up in the idea of like like just taking the next step in front of us of like but this is the way I imagine my life you forget and I know we've both spoken about like work before, but it's the one that really sticks in my mind that we both had such a clear, very specific idea of what we would both be doing, where we would both be living, how we would both be living our lives in our early 20s and even into our mid to late 20s. And I'm pleased that didn't work out like that. That isn't to say that it wouldn't have been fun and we wouldn't have enjoyed it, but actually like we are where we are now because of taking different decisions. Mm-hmm. And for so long I was like oh but that's the path I have to get back onto and it was stressing me but actually now I'm like well that wasn't that part of my life then but it might be in the future and that's the whole point as well it was stressing you because you felt like that was the only path yeah and if you become like so you know I was exactly the same like you get so blinkered that this one way is the right way that then it makes you blind to the other opportunities and choices that could be available. And I do think that also comes with age, like you become more oh, aware sure. of the opportunities. Like to go back to like the school like, like thing that I was talking about, but I felt like I needed those great GCSE grades and A-level grades because I needed to get into uni. And I felt like if I didn't get into uni, 
the world was going to end and there was yeah. no other path for me. Obviously, now I'm older, I'm like, I don't even do anything related to my degree. Like, I probably, if I hadn't gone to uni, I'd have probably just figured out an alternative and would be just as happy with, like, you, I think it's so easy to get caught up in this one path being the right path. Just don't become blind to what the other options could be. Yeah, I agree. I think as well, like, it goes back to that thing of like, we can't control it. There is so much we can't control. And, mm -hmm. but by the same merit, like, there is a lot that you have agency over. And it's up to you. I think sometimes we get really caught up in the idea that we don't have control over anything, which just isn't the case. Like so often we do have control over so many situations and we choose to stay where we are because actually whilst everything's temporary, that can be such a scary thought. So it's like, I'll just stay where I am because if I stay where I am, nothing will actually change. And that's yes. a lie. Like things are still going to change the, like, for lack of a better word, like the characters and the plot are still going to change because they'll move on with their lives. They'll do their own thing. So if you just wait around trying to hold on to how things were and kind of just wanting things to maintain like a status quo, you're just going to lose out. And I think that in itself is more painful sometimes because instead of going along on the journey and making the most of the fact that you can live in the moment it's all temporary there's always going to be a next chapter and a next season of your life you kind of get caught up in almost a frustration that you're trying to maintain how things are but no one else is mm -hmm. but then I also think like the irony is that when you're trying to stay in the same place because you don't want things to change you're, you're doing that out of like a need for control yeah but then what happens is that people will change things for you like the things around you will change. Yes. And then because you've not taken any any action or decision or made a different choice, you then end up losing control anyway. Like I always think about like jobs and I hear people who are like, I was loyal to this company for 15 years and they just made me redundant like I was nothing. I'm like, it's like business, isn't it? Like to, to stay somewhere because, yeah, because they think, because you think that they owe you something it's not personal it's they're, they're running a business and I'd hate to think like someone has stayed in a, a, a job or a relationship or whatever it might be because they feel that they're owed I don't know something for their time they've spent when actually there's so many other opportunities out there where you could find something that is is better for you if you kind of get outside the comfort zone a bit and start looking I think that's a whole conversation that we should have about how no one owes you anything. Um, oh, God, yeah. Because it's so, like, jarring to hear at first. But then when you kind of mm -hmm. work through it and think about it, it's like, well, it's true. Like, obviously, it would be nice if I wasn't a dickhead to you and I didn't only think about myself and I put other people first. But fundamentally, I don't owe you that. Mm. And it's not like you're the god I've used this analogy a lot today haven't I but like it's you're the main character in your life so you've got to do what's right for you mm -hmm. um, everyone would, always puts themselves first that's just human nature it's like survival instinct isn't it and it doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're cruel or anything like that like it might not always be nice but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it I had a conversation with a friend about this the other day actually it's really interesting um and it is that thing of like why like people don't owe you anything 
And I think, again, when you realise that, when you accept that, it's easier to go along with that, like, it's all temporary. Because even that Make peace with it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Even that feeling of frustration or annoyance is temporary. Like, you will get over it. Um, Mm -hmm. And you will move on and there will be something else. So it's absolutely fine. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that wraps up really nicely for this episode and we hope that you've enjoyed it. If you're going through a bit of a tough time right now, then hopefully there is some comfort in the concept that it won't last forever. Um, And by the same merit, if you're enjoying something, just make the most of it. Live in the moment. Don't um, don't Mm -hmm. focus so much on the fact it's going to end because that's definitely like, I mean, something we've both been guilty of. If you enjoyed the episode, then please do hit subscribe on whatever platform you're on. We will be back next Wednesday where we are going to be discussing parasocial relationships, which feels like the latest internet buzzword, but we're very excited to delve into it and look at how it affects not just celebrities, but also the everyday life as well. So we will speak to you then. Bye. Bye.